This episode is dedicated to Hosea Williams. Hosea Williams was a civil rights leader, minister, businessman, philanthropist, scientist, and politician. He may be best known to some as being Martin Luther King's right-hand man, but Hosea Williams did much more. He is the founder of the world's largest social service organization for the poor and hungry on holidays in North America. Hosea feeding the hungry and homeless. His famous motto was unbought and unbossed. Today, we remember you for your greatness. All right. Ready. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. James Edward Orange, and she is the black for this month. Lady Godiva. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Man, I am super stoked for this month. It's my favorite month of the year. It's Ooh. Black History Month. Like, it's, I'm so ready to just live in the glory that is Black excellence. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so many exciting people. So many uh, talented and 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 just legendary. So Such a I, rich history. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Speaking of black excellence, um, black excellence owned this past weekend. Rihanna kicked it off with the release of her long-awaited eighth studio album, Anti. The friend of the podcast had more than 1.4 million downloads of her album in the first 15 hours, bringing her to the fastest certified platinum in history. Boom. Mm. That's hot. <laughs> Get it, Riri. Get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that, that's really, really cool. Congratulations, Rihanna. Yep, we appreciate the album because that kiss it, that kiss it better is amazing. Like, this is this is her best body of work to me. Okay, yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to all of the songs, but I I already get that vibe. Like, she deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so as you know, Idris Elba, Viola. Uzo and Queen Latifah cleaned up at the 22nd annual SAG Awards. Congratulations to Idris Elba for winning outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role of Beasts of No Nation. And an outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or miniseries, Luther. That is so cool. That's really, really cool that, you know, I, I can't even memorize lines to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> and for actors to be able to memorize their lines and act it and then, like, you know, um, play multiple roles in different movies and miniseries around the same time, the, they deserve a standing ovation. <laughs> Um, I also want to congratulate Viola Davis for winning outstanding performance by a female actor in an, a drama series, How to Get Away with Murder. That's actually a really good series. Um, and 
Queen Latifah <laughs> for winning Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Television Movie or Miniseries, Bessie. She played the hell out of that role. Yeah, yeah, she did. She always, she's really good. She, a lot of people underestimate Queen Latifah, but hey, she's good. I love there in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Uzo Aduba, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name, but um, she won Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Comedy Series, Orange is the New Black. She also won one for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy Series with Orange is the New Black. She, yeah. is, she is actually the first person to win that award mm -hmm. in two different categories for the same show because last year she won it for drama and this year she won it for comedy. She... She plays the hell out of the role, Crazy Eyes. If you guys have never seen Orange is the New Black, you should check it out. It's on Netflix. They have three seasons already, so you can binge watch that and feel accomplished in your life because it is an amazing piece of work. All Actually, all these are amazing pieces of work, and it's really spectacular to see because, as you know, the Oscars are coming up, and none of these people would, like, no black people would nominate it. And the Screen Actors Guild Awards... The, the people that nominate you and vote are the actors. So Hollywood elite feels that you did a great job. So that that counts way more than some old some old people that never even seen your work before, saying that you did a great job. So congratulations to all y'all. They they won. Black excellence cleaned up eighty percent of the award show. Mm. It's amazing. They really outdid themselves. Um, it, it just feel like the more roles they take on, the better they get, you know, so <laughs> congratulations, everyone. Yep. Congratulations and keep on kicking ass. Cause we're going to keep on admiring it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now, well, what I'm definitely, what I was definitely looking forward to on this podcast, we're talking about black history. I won't pay no mind to the people that keep on going why don't we have a white history month well you do it's called every day read your history books but getting back to black history month black history month is important because it's a chance to highlight the opportunities afforded to us by the freedom fighters of the past it's also a chance to showcase the accomplishments of black people past the names of Martin Luther king malcolm x rosa parks and in the occasion harriet tubman Society loves to give off this notion that we're one, but I have yet to find Fred Shuttlesworth in a history book, the co-founder of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Yet Christopher Columbus is celebrated for getting saved at sea by the people who he eventually enslaved and killed each year. You can't tell us that we are one if you're teaching about the Wright brothers, but have yet to acknowledge Andrew Young. I already know they're not teaching Huey Newton in school because they can't even distinguish between the fact that the new Black Panther Party and the Black Panther Party are two different things, because they are. The Black Panther Party was established in 1966 and disbanded in 1982. The new Black Panther Party is called the new Black Panther Party because they are not the Black Panther Party, and they do not have the right to call themselves the Black Panther Party. They're also a bunch of racist assholes. But back to the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party was put in place to arm citizens and monitor the behavior of the police officers and to challenge police, police brutality. So they basically was in the hood protecting the people in the hood. Another thing they did was they had programs like free breakfast for children, and they also had health clinics. How do you feel about Black? How do you feel about Black history in schools? 
I feel like it should be taught as much as white history is being taught. That's only fair. I mean, if both races are in the same school, why is it only one-sided? That's history that's taught. Exactly. Black history is American history, so it should be taught year-round just like white history is taught year-round. Like, you can't tell me that is that is that is hard to teach it because you got so many people to pull from. You got Miles Davis who woke up black and just knew how to play instruments. It's a joke. You got Marcus Garvey. You got Arthur Ashe. You got Mae Jameson. You got Marie Brown. You ever heard of home? You ever heard of a home security system? Yes. That black woman and her husband invented that. You got Langston Hughes. You got you got <clears throat> you got Jesse Owens, aka the Buckeye Bullet. You got you got George Washington Carver. He created over a hundred products using peanuts. So now you can't tell me that you cannot <clears throat> incorporate this into American history because they're responsible for a lot of things that are great. You ever drove a car before? Mm-hmm. You got Richard Spikes to thank for that because he invented the auto gear shift. Wow. And I'm not and I'm and it's another like it's it's so easy to incorporate these people. You got Andrew Jackson Beard. Now Andrew Jackson Beard was born into slavery. He spent 15 years as a slave. When he got out of slavery, he had his own farm. On his farm, he invented a plow. Not the plow, but he invented a plow. He went on to invent a pl- another plow, plow number two. From that, he went on to improve the steam engine. And you know the things that connect one train car to another train car mm-hmm. those are called knuckle couples he he invented that wow so when you talk about black history black history can be incorporated into anything you want to you can go to lewis howard Lattimore. lewis howard Lattimore. you ever heard of a light bulb yes yes see they'll teach you about light bulb and they'll say thomas edison invented it but Lewis Lewis came through and he perfected it. See, at the time Lewis were working for you heard this dude called Alec Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, I did. Yeah, the man that made telephone. Lewis what? is like the see, Lewis is like the Beyonce of them. You know that Beyonce song, Let Me Upgrade You. <laughs> he came through and he upgraded. He up first, first, first he upgraded Alexander Bell because he came through. He said, Yeah, get, your telephone's cool, but if you want to get a pattern patent for it because he because um not only was lewis a vendor he was also a draftsman because back because before in order for you get something pattern pattern you have to draw it out so he said come in he said come in let me show you what you're doing so he drew out the telephone he improved that so he got that patent for um alexander graham bell thomas edison came through came through and took note of it and he and he had um lewis come on with him and Lewis came through and he noticed that the um the filament in the in the first in the first um in the first light bulb it burnt out quick. So Lewis came and he invented a filament made with more durable carbon. He then took that and he put the pattern into the US United States Electric Company in 1881. Hmm. And then he patterned the other, he made another filament and he patterned that. In 1882, now he was popping. He, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have no lights in the house. We also wouldn't have no telephone to talk on. And another thing that he invented was a coat rack. 
he improved the elevator it's so many things that these black men are doing that people are not talking about. Now, if you want to take it to a child level, we are like, oh, we can't teach children that. They won't comprehend it. They will comprehend it. But okay, have you ever heard of potato chip? Yes. Do you want to hear the story of the potato chip? Of course. Okay. Well, the story of the potato chip starts with George Crumb. George was a black man. His father was a black man and his and his um, mother, she's a Native American. So his mom is a Native American. His dad's a black man. So he started his whole career as a mountain tour guide going up and down the East Coast, just giving out tours. Now, he finally settled down at a place called the Moon Lake House. Now, the Moon Lake House, he was a tour guide and he was a chef. So he was doubling up the money. He was making the money cooking. He was also making the money being a tour guide, a mountain tour guide. So the, the story about the chip is pretty funny because <laughs> a customer complained because back then they had French fries, uh-huh. but it was more of a circle kind and it was cut real thick. Now a customer complained to him that it was too thick and he even called it soggy. He called the man French fries too thick and soggy. Now Crumbs had a sister and she was the shoe chef. She was angry. You're not gonna call our fries just soggy. You're not gonna call them too thick. Who you calling thick? You know, you know, pissed, <laughs> pissed. So George goes and he go. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show him. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna cut him so thin that there's no way you can call him thick. And as you probably can guess by now, it backfired. He loved them, and it eventually became a house special. George went on to um to have his own restaurant where he served French fries and French fries and potato chips and all this other stuff. And that's the story of the potato chip. So you have George to thank for the potato chip. A black man. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Now <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back full circle. I'm gonna bring it back to something that everybody can relate to. Jackie Jerna Kersey. Jackie Jernick Kersey was a bad motherfucker. And when I say bad, I mean bad. Not to be confused, not to be confused with her sister-in-law, Florina Griffin Jerner, who also known as Flojo for everybody out there, the fastest woman of all time. Flojo was fast. Flojo was fast and she also had those long nails, like you know those, you know those really super long nails that a lot of women wear back mm-hmm. in the day in the 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Flojo was oh Flojo was Flojo was killing them with the fashion. <laughs> she, she said her she set the record for the 100 and the 200 in 1988. She ran that so fast that his yet to be challenged. She ran the 100 in 10.6 seconds. And she ran the 200 in 21.3. Now for everybody that don't run track and not familiar with how fast that is, that's lightning fast. Like she can run from one end of the football field and back to the other football end of the football field in 20 seconds. Wow. That's how fast that's how fast our 100 is. A football field a football field is 100 yards. So if you run back and forth, you only do she only doing that in 20 seconds. Wow, that's amazing. Commercial. She runs faster than a commercial. A commercial lasts longer than her running. That's how fast <laughs> she is. Wow. Rest in peace to her. 
Like during her lifetime, she won four golds, three silvers. But back to um, back to Jackie Jarner Kurtz. That's how great you are when your whole family, when, when your sister in law is as great as you. I bet you those Thanksgivings was fucking hell. Like, oh, who who gonna race me? You wanna race me? You oh, you think you the fastest in the world? I'm the fastest in the world. I bet they had a whole bunch of legendary races that went down between those two. <laughs> their their discussions probably lasted for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, just trade just like, oh look at my medal, look at my goat, now look at your goat, I like your goat. We got <laughs> Jackie Jackie Jordan Kersey. By Sports Illustrated for women, she was voted as the greatest female athlete of all time. Not in track and field, not of her, not of her, not of this century, of all time. That is greater than the great, the God, Serena Williams. That's how great she is. Now, Jackie Jordan Kersey competed in the heptathlon. The heptathlon combines seven events, and the name derives from the Greek word hep which is seven, and a taptalon, which means contest. Now, the women's taptalon, they compete outdoors. The events consist of the 100-meter dash, the high jump, the shot put, the 200-meter hurdles, the long jump, the javelin throw, and the 800 meters. Now, for comparison, the men, they do it inside because they're wussies, and they also do 60 meters, the long jump, the shot put, the high jump, the 60 meter hurdles, the pole vault, and the 1,000 meters. Now, to me, it sounds like the women they have to do more than the men. Yeah. Because pole, pole vault is pole vault, but man, please, I got a high jump. Nobody wants to do high jump after you just did. After you just did the 100 meters, you don't do no high jump and shot put. Man, please get out of here. Now, in her time, Jackie Jordan Kersey, she won three gold, one silver, two blonde, two bronze. Olympic medals at four different Olympic Games. Now, the Olympic Games are four years apart. So, four different Olympic Games, and they're four years apart. At the World Champion Games, she won four goals. Now, I want to break down her greatness for y'all because I don't think y'all feeling me out there. I don't think they're feeling me. You think they're feeling me? Not yet. They ain't feeling me. I'm going to explain her greatness. And we're going to start with the silver medals. She won her silver medal in 19. 19- 84 in Los Angeles in the heptathlon. line. She was still in college. She was a baby. Mm. A baby. She was a baby. Now let's break down the bronze medals. She won the bronze medal in 1992 in Barcelona in the long jump. Now, as you, if you remember what I said back when I was talking about the heptathlon, line, she had already did the high jump. Well, my bad, the long jump in heptathlon. line. So she probably was like, whatever. I, I take third. I don't even feel like jumping because when you do um, because when you do when you do long jump, you can just say, "Okay, that's my best. I don't want to do no more." So she said, "Okay, I want to do no more." And then, and she won another bronze in nineteen ninety six in Atlanta in the A T L. So at that point, she had to be a little older because that's that's a long difference. That's four year difference again. Again, every Olympics is four years apart. So that's four year difference from the Barcelona in Atlanta. So she probably was like, okay, I'm cool. Cause that one, she took third in long jump again. So she's probably like, okay, okay, cool. Now watch this. Watch these gold medals. Watch these gold medals cook. She won a gold medal in 1988 
in the heptathlon. line. She won a gold medal in 1992 in Barcelona. And she won another and she won another gold in 1988 for the um long jump. So she was y'all need to understand. The woman is one of the great she's the greatest female athlete of all time. The two bronze, she just gave the goal away. She gave the goal away. Because mm -hmm. she already won it. When, 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 ask me how I know she just gave it away. How do you know? How do I know? Because as of today, mm -hmm. February 2016, Jackie Jarner holds the world record in the heptathlon along with the top six all-time best records in the long jump with the record of 7.49 meters is second on the long jump all-time list. In addition to heptathlons and long jumps, she is a first-class, world-class athlete in the 100-meter hurdles and the 200-meter. Wow. She's top 60 of all time in those events, men and women. That's how you know she just gave it away because she, she, she holds the top six records in long jump. The top six records. She probably was like, fuck it, I can't compete with myself, so I might well just jump. I wouldn't be surprised if she jumped one time when she was when she was in Barcelona. I mm -hmm. she probably she pretty much just jumped one time. Was like, okay, I'm gonna chill out. In Atlanta, <laughs> she probably like, I'm old. I'm I'm getting old and I'm gonna let the young girls have it. Let some other American jump and get this gold, baby. Get that gold, baby. She probably like get that gold. Oh my goodness, that is so cool. I wonder if anybody um, asked her about like her diet and you know what kind of <laughs> daily routine she had because she must have you know had to do a lot of um, exercise every single day and, and you know stretch and everything to get to that point. Man, that is a discipline. Like that is a discipline. Her and I won't her her on Flow Joe. That was a discipline. They had to be on something. They had to be on something like probably like scrape chicken breast and corn and a whole bunch of vegetables. But yeah, it's like black history is fun if you just choose to teach it. You saw how I gave three different examples or three different situations where you can teach black history. Or if you want to, if you want to break it down to a lower point, you could be like, ask everybody in the classroom to raise their hand if they ever seen a traffic light. Raise your hand if you ever seen a refrigerated truck. Raise your hand if you ever heard of the uh, open heart surgery. Now, Daniel H. Williams didn't invent the procedure, but he was the first person to successfully do it. Wow. Black history is more than what they give you on this screen. They're more than Malcolm X. They're more than Rosa Parks. They're more than Martin Luther King. I respect them as human beings, but every year we do not need to hear about them. Let some other greatness that we have produced shine. Yeah, I agree. Michael, if, you, if you, It's so many people. Michael Jordan's, Arthur Ashes. It's so many people that you're negating to talk about this one. See, this is what you do when you talk about these couple of black people. You make them seem like they're anomaly. So when you make them seem like they're anomaly, these boys and girls don't know that their 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 fucking history is such greatness. It's filled with so many great people. If you turn on the TV right now, Oprah is making history. P. Diddy is making history. Rihanna is making history. Like it's so many people right now to this day that is making history. But 
is not taught. Like you was telling me about an article that you read about how they don't even want to teach black history in school. Yeah, um, at Howard Middle School of uh, Math and Science in Washington, D.C. It's horrible. Um, there were teachers that got fired because they were teaching uh, black history lessons to their students. Wow. They, they were claiming like that they extended um, beyond the school's yearly curriculum, but come on now, if, if it's not being taught <laughs> in the history, you know, in history class as it is, I mean, I would be proud too. I would have things that are beyond the books. Are you, are you seriously telling me you're firing me for doing my job? Right. Beyond what you want me to do. So, so I'm basically, so I'm doing more than I've been asked to give and my reward is being fired. I'm sorry, but I'm not teaching slavery every year. That's one thing that we did as children. And I hated it because I went to all white school and we never talked about black history. And when we did talk about black history, it was Martin Luther King. It wasn't even Malcolm X. It was Martin Luther King and slavery. Old Navy. Old Navy. Good old Navy. This topic right here is a little bit old, but we've had so many other topics to talk about. We, But this one is very important and it needs to be said. Um, basically, the mall retail chain, Old Navy, experienced backlash when photos of offensive t-shirts being sold to toddlers started appearing online. The shirts had displayed a slogan that said, young aspiring artist, with the artist part crossed out and replaced with either the word astronaut or president. Mm. I'm disappointed. That's, you wanna go first or should I go? You could go first. So, Old Navy or make was making shirts where they had the word young aspiring artists with the artist part crossed out and it didn't cross anybody's mind that this is offensive. We live in a a society that teaches you not to be yourself to the point where they're comfortable enough to put it on a t-shirt, not expecting any backlash. Being an artist in America is one of the most beautiful things that you can ever be. I'm going to go on and point out the obvious. It took an artist to make that dumbass shirt. So you sold your dignity for an old Navy shirt. Not Louis Vuitton, I'm going to give you billions of dollars and you're going to degrade yourself. Your self-worth was about $200 to you because that's how much old Navy cheap ass probably paid you, $200. So your self-worth was worth $200. Now to old Navy, you do know Actually, I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this on the ground level. Old Navy. In order for you to have a company, your whole company is predicated on clothing. Clothing had to be designed by somebody. Somebody had to design the clothes. So somebody has to make the clothes. Another person has to come up with the concept for the models. That means you have to hire a photographer. The photographer has to have a vision. That vision has to be laid out and executed. So you mean tell me that? Who, so if everybody aspiring to be astronauts and presidents, so is Obama, 
Is Obama about to become a graphic? Is going to do the graphic design on the side? Like, up, oh, fuck the world's problems, Obama. You need to design the next spring. You need to design the spring collection for Old Navy. May Jameson, come on out of retirement of being an astronaut, girl. You know what we need you to do? Take the pictures. We also need you to be in the pictures since we have no models because modeling is also an art. So we don't have nobody to take the pictures. We don't have nobody to create the clothes. We don't have nobody to build the building because architects are also artists. We don't have nobody to um, make the windows because that, that requires somebody with an, art, with an artist vision. So we don't have nothing needed for our company to run but the big wigs that do nothing but throw money at problems. So all we got is the people that that throw money at problems that don't have no money anymore because the whole business is predicated on shitty designs, but you have nobody to do your shitty designs. So now, instead of you being old Navy, you're just a grumpy-ass old man that's broke. Yeah. Bad enough your clothes shitty. So on top of your clothes being shitty, you're telling young people that they shouldn't be artists? Because why? How dare how dare you challenge somebody's creativity because you have none? Of all the people to say, I expect Donald Trump to say something as stupid as this. That's that's along those lines. But I I would never expect a clothing line to tell people to not aspire to be a clothing a clothes design artist. A clothing line is telling people not to be an artist. The whole way for them to make money is predicated on clothing. Without them selling clothes, they have no money to make. Now, Old Navy, Banana Republic, The Gap, they're all owned by the same person. So this is how you treat the people. You have made billions of dollars, and this is how you choose to treat people. And nobody in the company thought it was wrong. So your heads are so far up your ass that you saw saw a design that said young aspiring artists with the artist crossed out and y'all thought hmm this is pretty stupid maybe we shouldn't disrespect artists and the artist making it and go hmm this is pretty stupid maybe we shouldn't put this on the shirt or maybe we should just do this young aspiring artist young aspiring president young aspiring astronaut but no you choose to spit on our in our face and expected us to be like hmm you know what? That's great. Yeah, that's that's no different than schools where, you know, they they teach the same thing. Astronaut, president, you know, doctor, lawyer, and they make like um, art class an elective. That's no different than that. Or even toys. You know, they sell children, they, they engrave in their subconscious state of mind. I constantly say that freaking, oh, let's pretend to be a doctor. Let's pretend to be a teacher. Let's pretend to be, you know, a, a lawyer. But they don't really have anything for an artist to use their imagination. That is disgusting. And none, we wouldn't have nothing if it wasn't a let. Only way you could talk shit about an artist is if you live in the middle of the woods, butt ass naked, in the middle, in the middle of the woods, butt ass naked with nothing, with nothing, because a artist designed everything. The computers you use, the but you drive their car, but are shitting on the artist. 
Do you know? How, do you not? Do you do you not know a car starts as a design? That's a drawing. You know who that's makes those drawings? A artist. You know that desk you're sitting at? A artist made it. You know that chair you're sitting in? A artist made it. You know you wobble your fat ass to the cafeteria? You know who designed that building? A artist. You know that iPhone? Your chubby ass fingers are pressing all those buttons, hitting 35 million other keys? A artist designed the iPhone. A artist designed the Android. The artist. Something called a artist. You know those cups you be drinking shit out of? A artist thought of, hey, let me make a cup for people to drink out of. Water bottles. I know you don't drink no water. I know you don't drink no water, but artists design those. You know those shitty ass suits you wearing? A artist made those. Like how, in what world do this make sense? Like what, in what world, was, what the hell is y'all smoking? And I wanted to talk about this topic. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck if it was going to be a year late with it. I wanted to talk about this topic because it makes no sense. Everything in this world is designed by a artist. Yeah. Life would not exist without art, but yet the schools want to take it out. Mm-hmm. And they want to cram more bullshit. They want to teach you AP calculus and trigonometry mixed with calculus and all this other stuff. I have, n- I have never used trigonometry in my life, but I was, well, we had to take it. Right. Algebra to a certain point, you don't really use. Exactly. You know who drew, but, but guess what? You know, you know who, who drew the pictures in those, in those algebra books? <laughs> An artist. You know who took the pictures of those <laughs> ugly people in them books? <laughs> you know who designed Old Navy's website? <laughs> Like, y'all ain't even worth giving the whole sentence to because it's so, it's, because it's honestly that stupid. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about, man? (laughs) You know who designed that email interface when you sent out that email apologizing? A artist. Read their apology, please. The fake apology? (laughs) So, the graphic Tees and sweatshirts have been pulled from the Old Navy website, and the brand apologized to shoppers in a statement. At Old Navy, we take our responsibility to our customers seriously. We would never intentionally offend anyone, and we are sorry if that has been the case. Our toddler tees come in a variety of designs, including tees that feature ballerinas, unicorns, trucks, and dinosaurs, and include phrases like free spirit. They are meant to appeal to a wide range of aspirations. With this particular tee, as a result of customer feedback, we have decided to discontinue the design and will work to remove the item from our stores. And don't tell me you're sorry cause you're not. We only know that you are sorry you got caught. Oh. Shout out to Rihanna. Cause that's what that fucking sounds like. You ain't sorry. Cause if nobody would have never said nothing, that would have still been in the store. And you'd still be making money off in some. Well, I like to think nobody dumbass would have bought a shirt from that store. 
Right. You know who built those? You know who built the security doors in that store? Who? Well, based off in principle, Marie Brown, a black woman. You know how she? You know how she built those? You know how she came up with the first security system? How? She drew a picture. <laughs> oh, Navy! I would never buy anything from y'all ever again. I used to buy. I, do I even shop at Old Navy? Old Navy send me gift cards. Oh, here's ten dollars off. Here's ten. You know, here's ten. Here's a free ten dollars, free twenty dollars. I don't want your stinking money. You are Banana Republic or the Gap. Fuck all y'all. Mm-mm-mm. How the hell you gonna email, man? Y'all, y'all, bruh. How you gonna? How you got a house? An artist drew that house, Old Navy. The artists, artists run the world. We just let y'all live in it. Mm-mm-mm. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck you talking about we didn't mean to offend. What, what was you trying to do? Because just putting a young astronaut on the shirt would have been like, cool. That's that's cheesy. Like everybody, is he, what would you get to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an astronaut? Ain't no, between, ain't no, hey, you want to be a trash man? Trash man. You know, picking up trash and shit like that. I seen this one video of this um kid. He really loves trash cans, and um, hey, it ties into Black History Month because trash man was black and it was white, which is amazing to see. I like to see the interracial um interaction. So the um kid loves the trash, right? He loves the trash man. So his mom called the trash man to let them know that her kid he loves it. He can't. He's been waiting for them all week. So when they come by. They they he, the dude the little kids waiting outside so he so they hand him a um a trash truck and boy his mom his mom asked him to take a picture and this boy starts crying and he's like what the hell wrong with him but he really that's how much he loves the trash like the wow. trash truck he wants to be a trash man they bought him a trash truck and and all this so it's like it's other things in life you could be besides a doctor and a lawyer. Damn, so I don't want to be president because everything you do is scrutinized. Obama can cure AIDS. You know what people gonna say? What? Oh, but you didn't give us all billions of dollars. People are still trying to find some dumbass reason. Oh, you you cure AIDS, but your tie blue. Like people <laughs> find the people find the most. Dumb. I told you about the one time to do. Um, in the grocery store, blamed Obama because the fucking milk went up a dollar one time. Wow. <laughs> and he was that serious. Like, he wasn't He wasn't playing. He was just talking. He was talking. I was like, wow, the milk now went up. He said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because Obama ass. Now, I'm like, I think he's joking, so I'm just laughing. And I'm looking at him, he's like, he was that serious. He was really like, milk went up a dollar for that one week because of Obama. You know, people think Obama also control the gas prices. Mm. It's one woman was arguing with me on Facebook because she had nothing better to do with her life back in, I think it was back in two, 2008 when Obama was running for president. Well, no, it was second term, second term. So it's second term when he was running for second term. Thompson, before Obama was president, gas was a dollar. Gas was a dollar and 38 cent. I was like, okay, in 1999, it was 99 cent. She defriended me. I don't know why. Like, don't, like, don't come at me with stupid ass arguments. Like, you know, like, it's so many other reasons you can dislike a person, but for you to pick the ones that he had no control of. First of all, Bush, Bush family owns gas companies. 
Mm-mm. What the fuck y'all talking about, man? <laughs> There's always that behind the scenes. <laughs> and it's, it's public, though. It's pu- They publicly own gas companies. Like, it's no secret. So if I got to here blaming something, y'all sit here blaming Obama for something that's Bush fault. Awkward, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Awkward Mel, where you ask for advice and we give it to you. If you have an Awkward Mel you would like to send us, we can be reached at jvars at planetofthesanquan.com. That's jvars at planetofthesanquan.com. That's spelled J-A-V-A-R-I-S. And San Quan is spelled S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. Or if you feel like sending it to Lady Godiva, that is Kadir at words by Lady G.com. That's Kadir at words by Lady G.com. That is G-H-A-D-I-R. Thank you. Okay, so this one reads. I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl three months ago. I had breastfed my 15-year-old. So it was natural for me to do the same with my new daughter. The problem is my husband, Jerry, does not support me breastfeeding in public. I'm somewhat large-chested, so I always cover up for fear of offending strangers. The last time we went shopping and the baby got hungry, when I attempted to feed her in a dressing room, Jerry got so upset, he stormed out of the store and took the baby bag and stroller with him. I had a receiving blanket tucked into my tank top and had covered my breast so no one would see anything. I asked him what the problem was and he said, just because I thought it was okay didn't mean some kid trying on clothes would think so. He told me I should breastfeed in the car or a bathroom. Jerry doesn't eat in restrooms, so why should our baby girl? I don't plan to stop breastfeeding or going for outings with my baby girl, so how do I approach the situation without a fight? trying to make him understand. You can this is like your topic. Well, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> you know, don't this sound like Jerry from like the um the scripper story? Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Mother, I am so proud of you. You keep on doing what you have to do for your baby, for the nourishment of your child. The growth and development of that child depends on you, and you're doing a great job. So kudos to you. As far as Jerry goes, your insecurities, throw them out the window. If you can't handle your own wife breastfeeding in public, then go somewhere, go to the sports store, one of those sports stores, you know, you'll be okay until she's finished. She's covered up, the hell. So, yeah. Uh, What's up with this society and being so frightened by a woman breastfeeding? I know, I I saw a video of, uh, a few videos actually of um, people, experimenting with uh, a mother, you know, breastfeeding. Of course, there's a a fake baby, but 
um, breastfeeding versus a woman with just big boobs. And it was so. I seen I, that video. Yeah, I wanted to throw up. Because the audacity of those men to actually walk up to a woman and go, that's nasty. Like, first of all, you look like you've never seen a breast before in your life. So I imagine that any any sign of a breast would be nasty to you. Secondly, why are you even looking? Like if I if if I see a woman breastfeeding in public, I don't pay it no mind, I keep on walking. I don't even look at her. I don't why are you staring at her so hard that you even see that she breastfeeding? And who cares? It's a breast. Ain't yeah. like she popping a. Ain't like she popping. Ain't like she popping the private parts in public. She and just it, and it, feeding her child. Yeah, and it's so contradicting. It's so hypocritical. Like, you know, we see people naked on <laughs> these social medias all over. And all the time, and it's okay. All these celebrities just showing off their tatas, you know, like it's cool, you know, it's whatever. But this is actually feeding a baby. <laughs> then she said, "Then didn't he say feed your child like the bathroom or something?" Yeah, like um, that. He told me I should breastfeed in the car or a bathroom. Like you're degrading the mother of your child, your your wife. Bathrooms are nasty. Like, yeah. I don't care if it's a clean bathroom. I wouldn't want my wife and I wouldn't want my daughter to be breastfeeding in a bathroom where particles are just floating in the air. So you want your baby to have bacteria going into her mouth because you are ashamed of your, your wife breastfeeding? Man, ain't nobody looking at your damn wife. Yeah, and I mean, going back to that video that we we saw, it women were complaining. Like, they were shouting at the woman, the actress. Like, I was so surprised that the actress didn't cry. I wonder if she did after, because I broke down. Like, what the fuck? I wanted to go through that screen and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I would have been like, how is she hurting you? How, in what way is she physically hurting you? Because you don't have to look. She's not exposed. She is just feeding her baby. So how is this offensive to you? She's doing nothing to harm anybody, but just feeding her baby and she minding her business. How about you mind yours too? Yeah. And one, then one video the dude said, oh, well, those are nice to look at, referring to the woman's boobs, the one, the, um, the woman that, the regular woman and her boobs and the, um, Seeing a woman breastfeed is gross. Yeah, he said that. Like, dude, you you gross. I'm sorry, but when you look gross, don't be telling people they don't be telling don't be telling people that something gross when you look gross. Just, he just stood there too. He stood there and stood his ground as if he was protecting something. Like he was protecting the morals of this country. That is gross. No, motherfucker, you're gross. This woman is just trying to feed her baby. She ain't thinking about y'all. Yeah. And then, and that's the thing, like, if the baby was crying hysterically, they would have a problem. But, yeah, you don't want the baby to be fed. The hell? The baby, women, women that love to breastfeed, breastfeed your baby. Don't, don't, don't let your baby be out here dying by some stupid people. Didn't, while we on the subject, also, 
if you're going to post half naked pictures on the internet, can you not follow those pictures up with a picture of your daughter or your son? Yeah. That's morally wrong. Because these, these half naked thoughts on Instagram be posting their butt cheeks and all the titties and all this, and then they'll go, hey, look at my child. Their child probably took the picture. Oh, my God. Let's not even get started on that. Oh my god. 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 Maybe think of this world star video where the what was like daughter takes video of mother or some sh- oh my y'all gotta do better. Stop. Yeah, let these women breastfeed they want to. Ain't nobody ain't nobody oh 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 stop being afraid of a little nudity. Especially when you ain't supposed to be looking anyway. She breastfeeding. Why you saying her? Yeah, but she's covered up. She she. I don't, made- I don't care. She got both her titties out. It's her titties. She breastfeeding. She is breastfeeding. Her obligation is to feed her child, not make sure she is she is covered up for your to keep you from being whatever the fuck you get when you see somebody breastfeeding. I I feel I actually feel bad for this woman because she actually married the guy, like. Crazy, you in a relationship with a with a fool. Uh, you, oh my god, he ashamed that you are feeding your child. Yeah, you out here feeding your child, and his solution, his solution is not, hey, hey, um, I don't, I, I don't like when you do that in public. Can we, um, can we put it in a bottle or something? His solution is not, a, it's not a practical thing. His solution is, well, shit. If we're in these streets and you gotta feed the baby, go into the car. What? What? Is this she's like a peasant and you're ashamed of her? Yeah, that's so degrading. You don't deserve to have this wife, you fucking idiot. It's probably this is probably Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's probably Pam. Oh my god, what is going on with people? Pam. Pam got no rule. If this is Pam, I know Pam ain't talking. <laughs> On last podcast, you don't know who Pam is. And trust me, Pam ain't got no fucking room to talk. If it, if this dude name is Pam, if his <laughs> other name is Pam, see, I got to go on this side of the podcast. I don't know what we're talking about. If his other name is Pam, he has no room to talk. Yeah, he could go get him some large breasts, too. <laughs> he, he would like it if she told him to go sit in the car. Right. <laughs> I'll be drinking less and going out more. Mm-mm. Well, that's the Arkham Minority for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and our new Tumblr. All of those are the Arkham Minority, except for Twitter, which is the Minority Awkward. You can interact with us. You can leave comments. You can also find our personal pages on our Instagrams and Twitters so that you can interact with us daily. Because we love hearing from you guys and gals. And we will catch you later. Thank you. Good night.